Hello and welcome to another episode of the Game Dev London podcast. I am your host, Roxanne Marshall. You can refer to me as she, her. Today, I'm joined by Gamers Inc. to talk all about growing an in real life gaming community. Gamers Inc. are an almost 5,000 strong community. They're a non-profit organization who have monthly events focusing on bringing together the queer community to play games, make long lasting relationships and have a safe space to do what we love best, game. I'm joined by three of the organizers at Gamers Inc. today and I'll hand over to you, Adam, to introduce yourself, let us know what you do at Gamers Inc. and uh, also what we can refer to you as. Yeah, uh, I'm Adam. I'm one of the moderators for Gamers Inc. Uh, my main thing is that I help write and host the quiz um, that we do once a month. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. Uh, hi, I'm Will. I'm also one of the moderators for Gamers Inc. Uh, my pronouns are he, they as well. <laughs> um, I typically um, sort of coordinate the setup for our main monthly meetup, uh, like setting up the equipment and uh, running the front desk. And I usually host the cinema trips. And I don't work in the games industry, but I work in the software dev industry. Hello, um, I am Yusuf. Uh, I go by he, him. Um, I am founder of uh, Gamers Inc. Uh, started back in 2015. Um, uh, I help try to keep the gear, the group going as much as possible um, with the amazing team of moderators and admins behind me and Thank next to me. Thank you so much. So we were just briefly talking before, before we started recording today about how I kind of met Gamers Inc. So it was actually in a Pride Parade, my first Pride Parade and uh you were kind of in front of me and I think there were like maybe not even 10 of you that that year and the next year I I walked with you and um there were like a hundred and more in the actual group that grew very quickly what was kind of behind that super quick growth um I think really from behind it it was it was it was quite amazing to see how quickly we we grew i think at the time when we first started as ldn gamers um we didn't really have uh much to sort of go off the only thing that we sort of went off was the fact that we were a bunch of close friends um who just knew that we liked gaming and uh, through word of mouth we just carried on trying to find each other um we had an amazing group of people who new part of the pride in london parade team and they were able to get us in we've always wanted to do march in the parade itself um but to go from that to the following year and the increase that we had was just phenomenal um and that's all due to the fact that gaming back back in 2016 2015 it wasn't big no one really understood gaming as we do now and i think with gaming it's really had it really has helped build that the community that we have together because a lot of people back in those days they didn't really understand what again what gaming was what what gaming really stood for and the power that it really can have um in bringing people together and i think we were able to very happily achieve that for the following year and to this day yeah well, i think it oh, sorry go no go ahead I was gonna say, yeah, I think when I mean you you met gamers before I did, uh, Roxanne. So I think 
when I joined, I think I was exactly, if I, I remember this really clearly, uh, I was the 500th member to join the Facebook group. Uh, yeah, I literally, nice. as I joined, I went from 499 <laughs> to 500. And we're now on something like four to five, six K or something. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I'd have used to put said, I think at the time it was still quite a niche thing. Like gaming was big, like, you know, but it wasn't as big as it is now. And I think to find a group, not only was it sort of a bit of a niche thing to be into, to be a gamer, but also to be LGBTQ and a gamer. I think those two together, just once that group was created, I think it was kind of destined to find for people to latch onto it, to be like, oh my God, this is my, this is my crew. This is my tribe. Um, and I think that's why it just needed more people to sort of find it. And then it's obviously, you know, gone on with the growth of gaming as a popular uh, a thing that's now just, yeah. you, it's very rare to meet someone who isn't a gamer these days. Um, mm. But I think because we have that extra niche of also having the, the, the journey of being in however you define yourself in the LGBTQ spectrum, that helps you. I think that means that our community still has its real um value uh as a group to attend sort of find your like yeah to sort of add on to what uh, adam is saying i um not just gaming but geek culture in general has been on like um a massive upswing in in recent years like think back to like a decade ago where being into things that were geeky was generally sort of um frowned upon a bit by some people and yet now like every month or so there's a marvel movie or a star wars thing it's and that sort of played into the growth of gamers as well. Uh, we do sort of have um, like a, a gaming and geek sort of uh, thing going on. And yeah, I think that angle has really attracted mm. people as well. We're yeah. incredibly lucky to be to have started gamers um, where we did and when we did. I feel like um, communities nowadays do tend to find it a bit more harder to be able to find and build those communities um up themselves i feel like we're very very lucky to have had that that growth from such a early stage and to be where we are now um and yeah it, it, again to echo what both adam and will have said it's it's definitely something that wasn't around it was very niche back in the day but the fact that we have been able to provide a space for lgbtq plus people to feel safe especially with what's been happening you know, ongoing and online bullying and in gaming it's incredibly important that we provide a safe space for people mm -hmm. yeah i remember the tozy event after i can't remember which pride it was but we were literally like spilling into the street and then afterwards you had to kind of add ticketed how did you deal with those big leaps i think it was always around pride um we always obviously gained a lot of attention in the parade and stuff and i think every time after it would the numbers would jump a lot how did you kind of deal with that behind the scenes we it was very difficult because we the one thing that i didn't want to focus on is monetizing the group um and to this day we don't monetize the group every every single bit of money that we do make um from getting tickets, selling tickets to our meetups goes directly back to the group. Um, this is to replace TVs, to replace consoles, to buy new games, to hire out venues to, for our members and um, more people to meet each other. Um, for a long time, I didn't want to focus on making and taking 
and focusing on um, the the group as a, a monetization type of group because as a product, right as a product yeah. exactly because we as a nonprofit community group everything that everything that we do goes back to the group all money that from from ticket sales and everything goes back to the group to replace TVs to buy consoles uh, to buy controllers more games hire out venues um working with other lgbt uh, plus um, LGBTQ plus um, organizations and and artists, we we try to work with as many people as possible to make sure that more people can find each other. Um, but it was difficult to to transition into that because we did have so many people joining, like you said, um, after Pride parades, like the amount of people would be joining our group grows exponentially and mm-hmm. it was amazing to see but in in a community in a in a place like london and how how small it is it is very difficult to sometimes navigate how to manage how to manage it properly and mm-hmm. i feel like what we have been doing has been good so far we've been able to find a good balance i'm not sure if you both adam or will feel differently mm. but i feel no, no not at all no, I, no, I think it's I, yeah yeah i absolutely agree I think it's interesting that one of the things that always comes up is that, yeah, like you said, we got the, we got the surge and we started ticketing for our monthly meetup and such, because it was just getting so busy that people weren't able to even like move. Um, but the, yeah, also the thing that you would risk. come up, <laughs> a lot of things that, that would come up with that is that people are like, oh, why don't you go for a bigger venue? So our current venue is, is at maximum like 250, I think. Um, and they were like, people were always like, oh, why don't you go for a bigger venue? So obviously, you know, the tickets sell out so quickly. And I think, we thought about it, but then I think what's really interesting about that is that if we were to go bigger, and we were to get that sort of lot and just keep growing, as you said, like a, like a product, sort of like, oh, there's more people, some more space, it starts to lose its charm and that connection. Yeah. It starts to become Absolutely. this huge sort of, um, like, overly large event where people aren't making those connections because it's just so hard to meet people. And when you, there is such a thing as too big, like, and I think, yeah, I mean, have that sort of intimate venue, you can still make those connections. Yes, it does sell out, but there's, yeah, we're sort of keeping that feel. Sorry, Will. I mean, I think that's the difficult balancing act um, at this stage, Uh, trying to maintain that smaller community feel while also allowing room for scale. And I mean, it absolutely can be done, but Mm. it's, it's a challenge, but I think we've navigated that pretty well, actually. Yeah, we're we're not we're not a convention, and that, that, that's one thing mm, that yeah. I want to focus on is is the fact that we we are a community group. We've always been a community group, and we are here for our members. Conventions, what they tend to do is when they obviously sell their tickets and they bring everyone together. As as great as they are, they lose their appeal, like Adam was saying, and well, they lose their appeal of being able to bring those people together. There's no connection that you can make. And especially for us, um, the Games Inc. team, we like making those connections with our members. Like when you see us at our events, we are right there with everyone talking to them, sort of getting to know our newbies, getting to know our our members. Whereas at conventions, it's very much like they at the back. They just have people come in, play those games, and then they leave. So by getting bigger venues, we lose that sense of sense of quality that we would have um, with our members that we have now. So yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned like newbies. You've you've always made quite a big effort to make sure that people who are new to to the events are welcomed. That people are aware that they are new and possibly you know might need a bit of handholding or just a friend or someone to game with and I think that's been really important that you've never really gatekept the community which has helped it grow 
at a really nice rate I think yeah I think coming into it I think it's very easy coming into any community as a new person it can be very easy to look at it as like oh everyone knows one another it's super yeah uh, like people have said uh, you know people go to communities and think it looks cliquey or whatever when it's like in reality like everyone there has been there at some point and has been that first person and they've kept coming back because it's so it, it, I think it is such a friendly and welcoming space that once you get past that initial sort of fear it's like actually people will just come up to you see that you've got we've got little stickers for when people are new uh and just be like oh hey I see you know you know do you want to you know come meet some people do you want to chat like how's how are you finding it um like it's just it looks yeah. like that sometimes because it is people are just so friendly so it feels like they've known each other mm. for forever um and I think that's sort of really noticed I mean so many different people come each event like because it's is just sort of rolling and it's not just the same people every single time uh it is sort of this rolling sort of different groups that uh all know sort of each other in a different kind of way which is all nice to see yeah I mean to add on to that as well like I've approached newbies before because sometimes when I do see somebody in particular who looks like particularly stressed and anxious like I'll go over to them and and spend a bit of time with them to make sure that they get settled in and there's been a couple of instances now where I've done that and they've ended up becoming some of my best friends so I mean, it, it, it's, I, I guess the point is we also stand to learn something from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the point of the group is sort of to connect people rather than like, oh, yeah. hey, come, come and go with who it is. But actually you can come here to make those connections that you might have had difficulty finding elsewhere. Absolutely. Um, and that's on any level with gaming like or whatever geekdom you're into. Like um, you, you could be like, we've got, some of our most, you know, uh, most attending members as people that are like, maybe have like one console <laughs> that they sort of play yeah. every now and then, but are like yeah. super into like fantasy world comics and stuff like that. And it's like, that's, you're also welcome. Like it's, this is not a like, oh, you must have three consoles, latest gen. Like, yeah, you must I mean, there's relapsed yeah. gamers as well. Like uh, people mm. who... Um, used to avidly play on like 16-bit consoles like the Mega Drive or the SNES and like have recently just picked up a Switch or something and they're like mm. oh hey I'm getting into gaming and there's this uh, LGBTQI plus game gaming group let's see what all that's about and yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting to see how many different people from different with different levels of interest in gaming it's interesting to just see how this group can bring them together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what 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 do you think it is about gaming that enables that? Like, it's such a huge, like you just alluded to, Will, it's so many different people, different backgrounds, you know, neurodivergent people, people from different religions. Like, it's such a diverse group. And, you know, we've said it's kind of a niche within a niche. What, what yeah. makes it, what makes it so comfortable to bring people together? Um, what, what is it? I think, and this is probably the simplest answer, it's just a form of escape for people and it's an engaging form of escape. And when people can become so engaged with something, it can bring out the passion inside them. And I, I sorry. Video. No, <laughs> I, I can agree with you, yeah. Yeah, it, it's escapism for the most part. And it can generate talking points and talking points can bring people together. It can bring about discussion and it can bring about community 
Mm. I think it's, I mean, I think this is a question that you could actually spend the entire podcast and more talking about. Um, I think there's an element of it that like, I think escapism is the number one for sure. And I think it's that element of like, no matter what, there's there's a game for you, but there's the, it, such a wide thing. And as you're able to find your your obsession within that, like whatever, what have you always wanted to be or do or fantasize about that's that you can be in control of that, not just watch it on a screen, but actually be that person, control that person, move them around uh, or creature or or inanimate object or whatever. You know, there's so many little things. You get the personal what... stake in the medium. Yeah. to an extent yeah. and it's, it's it's sorry go on Adam I was gonna say it's just like a world beyond our own like it's that kind of thing it's just so fantastical yeah. and able to especially <laughs> now uh where no matter where you are really in the world it is not easy <laughs> yeah it's pretty difficult particularly for LGBTQ and in particular oh, trans people um I think it's it, it is that kind of like as we've said escapism to be to sort of live in a better place um and when you meet other people that are also escaping into that place together, that's even better. I mean, and you have to look at. Becomes... I'm sorry, Yuri. Sorry, it's okay. Um, yeah, you, you look at you look at the the, the progress that that we've made um, over the over the couple of years or over the the decades that that technology has made in gaming, or just not in gaming, but just technology in general. Like people are doing and focusing more on this space than anywhere else. They they say that by 2030. Uh, uh, don't quote me on the on the date, but I'm pretty sure by 2030, <laughs> it's like we like the gaming industry has more money in it than the TV, music, and film industry combined. Yeah. And by 2030, they say or more than you'll probably be more um, than the sporting industry. It's it's crazy to think that gaming itself has massively gone to this level. It, it, it's incredible to see that it's not just the gaming itself, it's the escapism that we all love and that mm. we've sort of been raised on, but the fact that it's not that people can now use gaming as a, a, a medium or a place where they can train. Like you, you are seeing studios which are focusing on kids um, developing, on, yeah. on kids learning and development, which has massively helped by rather than just putting because people and parents for example they're accepting the fact that you know sometimes you just have to have the ipad there and ready for them and because you are working everyone's working from home especially from covid it's very difficult to be able to maintain and keep their attention on your child as well as um carrying on your own life because it is that it is very difficult now but now that a lot of studios are now focusing on how we can utilize apps and games to sort of help develop young minds um other studios have helped and develop um um like controllers and games which help uh disabled um and mentally cha- um, and, um um mentally disabled people so yeah, it's, it's very very special effect for that the yeah. special effect for example yeah. yeah exactly they're an incredible charity which help and create controllers that let disabled uh, people play games and that's incredible that we are in an age where we can do that where it's not just us who can play these games but it's everyone now that can play these games mm-hmm. yeah I think that um enabling so many different things whether it's that kind of communication or learning or connectivity you know we have friends a lot of gamers like us have friends all around the world I mean there's people I game with every day who I I don't even know their real name but Mm -hmm. they're so embedded in my life um and I mean 
community is super important in the game industry as well. I mean, Adam, you've you've made your way into into that as a professional career now. How mm-hmm. how much of being part of an in real life community has has enabled that? What have you brought to your career um, from that? I mean, literally, the reason I got this job is because of uh, because of gamers. I think it used to feel the same. You've got a, a very similar role to mine, and I think you'll be able to speak on this as well. Um, but I, yeah, I basically went in with no professional experience with it, and the fact that they I could hear that I had all this like in real life uh, ability to sort of look after people and uh, meet their needs and manage them in a way that sort of they sort of saw that and were like oh wow okay you clearly you've been doing this in your spare time like <laughs> you've been doing this just as a as a thing I was like yeah that's just what I always wanted to do and it did it took actually a long time to even click I could do it as a job it didn't really it took a while for me to sort of go hey wait a second <laughs> there's there's something yeah. here um but yeah I think they I was actually going to bring something on it kind of connects the two questions as I think the great thing you were saying about connecting people online you like you say I know I have people I know that don't even know their real names. Uh, it's just their usernames across. I think that's the most the powerful thing about gaming is you make connections across the world. And then what the having a community that does meet in real life is that that then brings it into your sort of even deeper connections with those people that you, so you can meet. So you've like there's not to sniff at how deep a connection can be digitally, but then to then have that in real life connection and yeah. meet and be able to physically do things with those people that you've made those connections with, I think is really, really powerful and can create such powerful kinship. I mean, m- all my greatest friends have come from uh, meeting people that are gamers. Um, and I think that's like the sort of next level of that because it can be easy to sort of maybe hide behind a username. And I think the fact that we can bring people together to sort of push to that next level, like, cool, you've made these conditions here. Now let's come, let's meet that in real life as well. Let's get you out the out of your, your what maybe you're putting yourself in like a, a safe zone, like sort of push yourself, give them the confidence to get out of that. Um, I think that's sort of really, really, really powerful. And I think a lot of people will say that they've met some of the closest connections they have because of the group. Yeah, yeah the one piece of advice... The one piece of advice I've um I would I've I've always given to to people who are new to gamers is uh, when they message our group for example on either Facebook or Instagram they always say that they're really nervous about coming because they they don't have a, a group or they've found a group that they've they've been able to go to other than like Discord servers um it's is you you are a brave person you you are brave enough that you can do anything that you put your mind to it's it's always difficult to be able to put that into reality but by coming to it and taking that first step shows shows just how much you can accomplish just going to a place by yourself alone is always going to be very very difficult no matter what the circumstances are regardless if it's gamers or going to a bar or going to a museum it, leaving the house for example yeah. to anyone that could be a very very scary thing but by able to by being able to come to gamers from from what a lot of people have said or what I've told them is you're you're taking that first step and by taking that first step you will find a connection here you will find someone that is almost potentially the same as you and mm-hmm. you know that you are going to be able to meet make that connection mm-hmm. and, and be friends yeah it's it's very very hard to be able to stick to that because again in this day and age where for example we live in the social media world where everything is on the phones on apps 
it is very very difficult to to meet people so having our space has been so useful for so many people to be able to find each other like adam was saying like it's having that connection online is is great it is good but being able to meet irl is can be so much better because you get to actually have that connection with them you get to be able to talk to them and see them and build something more mm-hmm. than just what can be online um mm-hmm. and there's something yeah. that changes within you isn't it as a, as a human yeah. when you mm-hmm. are with someone in person it just something instinctual is just that connection is just generally deeper there's something i mean there's probably so much psychology about that about you know brain waves or whatever but i think being that literally just being in the vicinity of someone that you've got a connection with I think is just a, a whole other level sometimes and that adds to that digital presence right like you can then yeah, go yeah, home and play absolutely. games to your heart consent but as long as there's that sort of thing yeah it's also I mean, the foundation sorry I'm just gonna add well uh, like the foundation yeah. of all our everything that we talk about in gamers is, is already there it's, it's another thing I was about to say, sorry I was gonna say is the foundation of all the topics and, and and things that you want to talk about already there you're here mm. for gaming so being able to go up to someone shouldn't be a scary thing because all you need to do is literally go up to them and say hey so what do you play and that conversation will start straight away because they are also there for gaming it's as simple as that sometimes yeah sorry go on, i think um oh will do you want to add to oh um, i think you have already covered it i was just gonna say about you know what, what you said about having that thing in common that you don't really have to strike up strike up a conversation or think about a topic in your head because you know when when you're at tozy for example the amount of times i've just been sitting in a booth having a drink playing a game and then someone jumps on you know the other side of the booth and you're just playing this ridiculous normally ridiculous game together you don't have to be a good gamer like i'm not a good gamer i'm a very like okay gamer you don't it doesn't matter like as long as you're there to play games and i think it's really important that you've made spaces that aren't just focused on um kind of being very social you know you have your cinema trips and even things like the science museum event last year which i loved with all the retro games and all of the different um quizzes and everything you do there's so many options if one isn't your thing you you can probably find something in your offering that suits you Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah i I know quite a few people who really love the um the board games events who typically aren't into like the big bustling social things like tozy Mm. which Um, is the old school yard in borough that's it's an acronym for the old school yard in case anyone's wondering what tozy means (laughs) i keep saying (laughs) but yeah i mean like um... sorry to to echo it again it's it, it is great because like Will was saying, we have so many different, and you say Roxanne, that we have events yeah. where they are not just focusing on the big socials. So for example, like the quiz, we've got the cinema trips, we've got board games, we've got like, um, sometimes we do trips to conventions, we've got mm-hmm. the, um, what else do we have? We've got gamers. We're going to be bringing back gamers active, active soon. Yeah. As active. well, which are sportier events where we try to do more like stuff like archery tag, uh, trampolining, um, sports days, uh, mm-hmm. picnics. Even and we've got sometimes. like a Halloween party as well. Which yeah. Is so, yeah. Themed events. Yeah. Variety is the slice of life. We do like pride events, like big pride gatherings. Sometimes we get 
great sponsors uh, mm. we've had in the past, like Nintendo, which has been phenomenal. Um, and Nintendo, um, not Nintendo, sorry, and Halloween as well. Big, big parties for, uh, for that. So we try to um, theme and do as much as we can for all genres of gamers rather than just console gamers. And I think mm -hmm. that's what yeah. has really um, helped get our group to what it is today. And you mentioned working with Nintendo there. What what do you think the value is for companies like that or game studios or anyone to actually work with real life communities? What do you think it can kind of bring to the table for them? Oh, I mean, gaming for us, I mean, you look at how we grew up. Gaming was a huge part of our escapism. We were, we grew up in, <laughs> we grew up in a society which we, felt that didn't understand us i mean that's mm -hmm. why it resonates so well so much to us as lgbtq plus people because we already have that connection that because we're gamers we are already very different to people who are non-gamers mm -hmm. and as lgbtq plus people again it's the exact same thing and by having corporations big gaming companies bring bring that to their games and to their communities. I feel like it's a huge step in the right direction and mm. in making sure that people who are growing up can see themselves in those games, can see themselves um, as those as those heroes in those in those um, consoles and those games that they're portraying so much because when they grow up, they know that they can, they don't have to be so shy. They can, like for example, um, black and POC people in gaming, again, is a huge, huge thing that is still not being um shared enough in gaming and i feel mm. like by having those people see themselves in those games they can i don't know it, it, it i'm trying to make a connection here but I'm yeah sure, yeah i know i think your i think your point gets across i think it's a really important thing i think it's specifically like them when they work with more uh, like communities like ours i think that's really really important yeah. i think on a more general level it also just shows that they're they they have the same similar values to us, right? By by big corporations like that doing yeah, it's making really events with the community exactly. Yeah, it shows that they know that these. I mean, especially for something like Nintendo, like it's you know going back to such early early consoles and a lot of you know people our generation um, sort of grew up with um, to sort of then have an event in real life with that company with other people who also love this and grew up with this and to chat with them and play the new game that's such a special moment of like rather than just like it arriving at your house and oh cool new one to actually like oh cool there's a new console with this company that i've grew up with and here's a person sad next to me i've not met before who's also got an obsession but knows stuff i don't but i know stuff that they and i can share that with them in this moment and yeah. it's i think there's it shows that those corporations that although their whole um product is about playing stuff online in your that's whatever it shows that they still care about bringing people together in that way mm. um i mean nintendo is great for it they do they're always got such a big presence at conventions and such and um it was really really that event was particularly really really cool yeah um we we kind of spoke about certain things that have expanded you massively i think i actually checked the facebook group today is almost on five thousand. it's literally oh 50 God. away so maybe by the time this comes out you'll actually be at five thousand. um <laughs> do you have any advice for anyone who would want to build a community in real life kind of similar to yours whether it's you know in the same vein of being for the queer community or something similar what advice would you give 
to someone who wanted to start that journey? Um, so uh, if I could go first on this. Go for it. Um, go. So I, I, um, I think actually it's starting small, just focusing on a tight-knit group of people who uh, share the same passion and can sort of bounce off each other a bit. And then just gradually, you know, gradually let more people in. The people that you let in will start inviting other people. And it'll just sort of snowball into something much, much bigger very quickly. Mm. For me, it's a case of like, if you if you think that if, if it's a community that you're looking for, someone else is also looking for it. Yeah. Right. Like you might sit there and be like, oh, I'm so like, this is so niche. I don't think why would anyone be into that? They're, you're not going to be the only person into that. Like it's that's just the rule of thumb. There are so many people out there, yeah. especially if you live in a. Uh, we especially because we live in a world where you've got a connection to the entire globe like whether your community's uh in real life or digitally um but it's it's going to exist and i think going into it being like oh i think we said it before about growing we never were about growing or being a product i think it's about if your focus is i just want to get people together with a similar interest whether it's five people whether it's five thousand people like it's not about that it's yeah. about if you're making any connection you're doing a good job like don't don't value the size of your community on how big it's got absolutely uh, sorry value that value the, your community on the size of it yeah. it's 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 about if you if you can make a community that just makes a few connections you've you've succeeded in my opinion and i think yeah there is no there's nothing too niche someone out there will also agree with you and will also be obsessed with that thing that you think no one else is <laughs> So don't rush and that is the main thing as well like don't 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 rush these things these things take time i mean it took it took a while it took a while for 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 us to to get to where we are like until gamers found its first venue it took over a year until we were able to get into an actual venue so it does take a while for communities and like adam and will saying it's make those connections first with your friends that's the main important thing on another note Try to make it niche if you are very, very serious about creating a gaming community or type of community. Make it different. Don't do the same thing, everything everyone else is doing, because a lot of people are trying to do those same things. But try to make it a little bit different, but also reach out to other community groups, reach out to other people who are who are doing gaming, who are um, in the LGBTQ community, reach out to, to charities, reach out to to people around you, Th these types of things where if you have something very dear to you, focus on that, keep pushing mm -hmm. on it. Don't, don't feel that, like Adam was saying, it's like, yes, other people are going to be thinking of it, but if you are the person that is going to start it and start it, don't feel it's ever too late. Don't feel you're ever too old or too young to start mm -hmm. something. This is always something that has stopped people in the past, but I started, I started gamers when I was in my mid twenties. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I have meetings with corporate people um, to discuss um, trying to set up events and stuff, and they think I'm too young to be doing this. So it's like, it's, it's one of those things you have to be confident, be confident what you do and have that goal in your mind, set your mind yeah. to it. If you can do it, you can do this, like, don't mm -hmm, give up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my piece of advice, I'd say. Nice. What's next for Gamers Inc.? Where do you want to go from here? <laughs> the world! <laughs> world domination. <laughs> I feel like um, at the moment, it's it's very much a 
we are focusing on the quality rather than the quantity. That's always been yeah, our, our, our main thing with gamers. My main focus has never been to, is about numbers. I've never looked at numbers and been like, oh, we're almost here. Let's do more. Like it's, it's always about making those connections with people. It's been interesting to see how many different groups of people and this was sort of raised when we had um, a board games night actually um, last week is when we were sort of discussing about some of our close friends who weren't going to Tozy anymore because they felt that they didn't really know anyone but if you look at it in a different different light it's you were the class of yeah you were the class of like <laughs> nine, yeah, 2019 or 2020 yeah, yeah. you found your group you of friends and you finished, yeah. you graduated, you've kind of gone and yeah. you've moved on with your group of friends, but you still mm -hmm. have that connection with loads of people that still come. And mm -hmm. then those new people still keep coming to Tozy and they make those connections and then yeah. they graduate and then they go off. But it's it's something that I've I've been slowly trying to build up. And with COVID that sort of came in, that kind of disrupted a lot of the plans that I wanted to originally have was um, opening up a gaming, uh, a gaming bar or a gaming... A, community space that we could host all our events but with covid and everything that's happening with cost of living at the moment it's been it's yeah. been very very sort of disheartening to sort of um have the realization that a lot of the stuff that we'd like to do can't be done however I, I feel very very happy blessed and you know privileged to have such a wonderful team and mm. community because we all we we felt that especially after covid that people would stop coming that was always a big big worry for us is that people would stop coming to the events people would stop mm. coming to a lot of our meetups but it was so heartwarming to see so many people come back it especially was, it was the exact opposite like we yeah for yeah. our first tozy back we had to separate the event into two separate days so yeah, we could get everyone did. in yeah. yeah well i think a lot of people found gaming as well during lockdown didn't they i know that you know the yeah. industry definitely felt it and yeah i'm sure there were a lot of new people who had really wanted to go and as soon as that opened mm. it was yeah. um it just switched back on and like you said then and then some mm. i think we're yeah like we've said low end it's not a case of growing but i think there is going to be some i think we're going to start bringing some sort of different types of events like we experimented with a board game event and although it was a lot of work from i'm sure yusuf all we did a dnd event in collaboration with the new film uh, and it was a super success like every single person that went whether they were brand new to it or have been doing it for ages were like that was so much fun yeah big um, shout out to alex and tommy for um organizing and andy and john are doing a quiz as well it was huge props to them for helping us because yes dnd is a huge undertaking and yeah. it's not an easy thing but stuff like that i think just trying out different events it's not a case of growing and i think really the point of what you said was exactly what i was going to say is that like it's a sort of rolling thing like we're here if you want to be coming here all the time for as long as you want absolutely but realistically it's about like if you come you spend your few years coming and you find your group and now you've got that community outside of gamers we've done our job like you yeah, found absolutely. you've gone and found your tribe and you, it's through us absolutely we're we're not going to be any way like feel bad that you're not coming anymore because you've mm. you've got your group to go and spend it with now that's that's a success story in i think all of our opinions um so yeah it may be a case of someone be like oh i don't come anymore because i i don't know absolutely every single person there i was like well that's this but look at your friendship now. group yeah look at your friendship group yeah. all these it's, people it's, yeah. that you're friends with you made through gamers because it's like you it's their turn now it's their turn to meet their friendship group and come in and 
and get their friends and uh, a sort of thing and maybe they'll do the same thing and maybe some people will stick around there's definitely some people who've been coming since I was you know <laughs> joined in 2017 um so it's, it's yeah it's it it's different roles different people but yeah I don't think not growing but just more things for different people I think would be nice I think it'd be really good to bring back gamers active like we mentioned for people who yeah. want to sort of do like that's the kind of area where it's so more to the side right it's like rather than like <laughs> hey you're gamers you want to meet in real life to do gaming stuff this is like you're gamers who want to be in real life to do something else <laughs> it's like that kind of thing um which is definitely a group of people that will join so yeah maybe other stuff in the future who knows yeah and of course there's um we always try to think about how we can shake things up a bit with mm. our regular events how we can do things a bit differently to sort of put a new twist on things bringing back older events that we might not have done in a while like active mm -hmm. is a very good example um yeah so i i i guess i could just echo what adam and yusuf said about growing isn't necessarily the focus at the moment it's to ensure that we're maintaining a consistent level of quality in what we're doing mm. and that the community that we do have at the moment is happy and yeah as for any collaborations anyone listening call us yeah <laughs> maybe nice also it's it is a big mm. big um hey marvel <laughs> <laughs> um but our newbie nights as well on the phone. yeah <laughs> we do try to focus a lot of on, on our newbies i know that we mentioned that you know our ogs and uh, our, our members who have been coming for a long time but we do try to provide a space a separate event for our newbies as well so um they can come and meet up and uh just you know find connections that we had a recent event at platform uh, at old street i sadly wasn't there but we we again we tried something new like we were saying we tried bringing uh, in a, a traitors event. a traitors themed newbie night where people were playing werewolf and we had chris one of the admins um, dress up as uh, uh claudia, claudia winkleman <laughs> and he was the host for uh for it which was a big success for what i heard so we do try to find more venues as well to to be able to host different things mm. like nowadays so many different companies and corporations are trying to find different ways with gaming now mm. so it's sort of been my job as well as everyone else's job to sort of scour these mm. places to see what we can do differently because yeah like adam said that we it's, it, it's nice that we can do stuff which caters to different uh to our different members um so yeah we're we are hopefully going to be doing some more stuff soon yay exciting well i'm super thankful for gamers i definitely met one of my best friends through through gamers inc leonie who doesn't play games like we were talking about <laughs> earlier um but, but does voice voiceover for us but yeah, she, yeah. Is, she is in the industry now yeah so she wasn't when when she first kind of joined which is mm -hmm. yeah like we were saying earlier it's where where your people are is kind of where you should be and whether you have all of the same interests or not you can kind of facilitate just that coming together I think is just such an important thing um and I'm very thankful for it as well so thank you and we're so yeah, happy I mean... that you're still here <laughs> I'm an OG do I count as an OG <laughs> you, you are do. an OG I mean, you're, you're pre-me <laughs> not the furniture um well with that I think we'll conclude this episode of the Game Desk, Game Desk, the Game Dev London podcast. Oh, I got so, so far through without messing up. Um, 
I've been your host, Roxanne. You can find me on socials at Zai Gaming. That's X-A-I Gaming. Uh, we've been chatting to Gamers Inc. today. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, where can we find more about Gamers Inc., what you're up to and what's coming up? Uh, so you can find more info at gamersinc.com, um, spelled G-A-Y-M-E-R-S-I-N-C. Uh, that is the same on all our social channels. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Uh, you can find us on there. Um, we do have some more events coming up. So we just had our big monthly meetup, which is always on the third Wednesday of every month. Um, but the first Sunday is our board games. Second Thursday is always our ultimate geek quiz. And our Wednesdays is always our big monthly meetup. So put those in the calendar because they are always the same day, <laughs> as well as many other events that we do throughout the month as well. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out gamedev.london for the latest updates from us. And we'll see you again same time next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.